today on The Breakdown. It's an unusual spot, a different kind of a hand. It's from a cash game. It's a 5, 10, 25 cash game. That's right. We're going three blinds today, people. And it's not with luminaries, but it is with players doing interesting, unusual things with thought behind it. Maybe, perhaps. We're going to look at it right now. We're going to talk about it. I'll say this. At least one player is in a pretty tough spot that I don't know what to do. I'm excited to talk about it. On the river, we're going to get to it right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. Yeah, not luminaries. No, not luminaries. We just know their first names. We got Bashar, we got George, and we got Josh. Okay, no problem. You know, they're playing the 5 10, 25 best bet Jacksonville game, you know? I mean, you know, George has a lot of money in front of him, right? George does have 30000 in front of him, which is an absurd amount of money for that game. Yeah, that's, uh, that's over 1,000 blinds. It's 1,000, right? 1,200 blinds? Yeah. That's crazy. It's a significant amount of blinds, I would say. Yeah. Typically considered a lot of blinds to have. How much do the other guys have in front of them? Well, that's what's funny is the discrepancy because Bashar has like $2,600. Okay. So it's like a normal-ish amount. I mean, 100 blinds, whatever. It's low for okay. most games. That's fair. Yeah. And then Josh has 6,300. Yeah. So that's a, pretty, that's a pretty normal amount, I yeah. would say, for this game. Probably. Less, 240 blinds, something yeah. like that. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a new game for us. We haven't done a, a breakdown from this game before. That's for sure. And we haven't done, um, a lower stake game in a little while. Anyway, I know we did that one with, uh, with, with semi luminaries anyway, with like, uh, uh, Ludovic Gilek and oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, John Duthie. That was a lower stakes game, but they were playing a pretty, it was a pretty interesting hand. Yeah, say. well, that's why we did it. And so and that's why we're doing this one, too. This one's yeah, worth talking you about. Kind of, the implication there was like, yeah, well, this is a lower stakes game and it's not luminaries, but also it's not interesting. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, of course, we wouldn't be doing it if, it if it wasn't really worth talking about and really interesting because we get a lot of suggestions from you guys, which we love, by the way. This one was suggested by, tell them. The universally considered goat at this point, I yeah. believe, Ben Page. It was, you know, there was a long time when there was another guy who was yeah. number one on the list. Yeah. And Ben Page is just... Every year, he puts up the numbers. Every year. Right. It's to the point where another guy who is very likely on the Mount Rushmore, Mark Testart, yeah. has even said to Ben Page on Twitter, you are truly the GOAT. Oh, yeah. I mean... I think it was after Ben Page suggested this hand. Because was. he was like, where the hell do you find this stuff, Ben Page? Which is a good question. I mean, I want Ben Page to keep doing whatever he's doing and keep suggesting these hands from these obscure games and stuff that nobody else is finding. I like it. But I'm a little worried about him. You know? I know. Mean, I say at this point, don't be worried. Ben Page seems to have it all under control. Here's the uh, here's the Twitter response. Mate, you really are the goat. Where on earth do you find these hands? Says Mark Testart. Ben Page's response: Search is eternal. <laughs> <laughs> Keep looking for new channels. Fast forward is your friend. Take notes on players with interesting tendencies and narrow in on them. I mean, he's working. This guy is a pro. Yeah, this is legit. And then he actually says something about one of the players, which I won't repeat now because it plays we'll into get to the it. hand and stuff we like that. We will get to it. Test start, who, as you said, arguably in the top four here of all yeah. time, says, I still have so much to learn, dot, dot, dot. It's like Larry Bird saying that to Michael Jordan. Yeah. You know? LeBron saying... I mean, I had a great career, but it's incredible to be just in the same conference, mention the same sentence with Michael Jordan. Yeah. That's what it's like. 
So congratulations on being so great at what you do, Ben. Page. Yeah, we really appreciate it. We hope you're as good at everything else in life as you are at this. But if you were, you'd probably be a billionaire. You'd be very famous if that yeah. were the case. I mean, you kind of are a little famous thanks to us. Yeah, but he would be like as famous. He would be like rich guy famous like Elon Musk or yeah. something if he was as good at everything as he is at this. No, this is Elon Musk level yeah. stuff for sure. That's the guy I was thinking of. <laughs> it's, not even, it's no question about it. Yeah. Anyway, what Ben does when he suggests these hands, of course, is he does it on Twitter. We are the poker guys on Twitter at two poker guys, the number two poker guys. If you want to suggest a hand, please include a link to the hand, which is usually going to be on YouTube. Of course, poker go hands are not on YouTube. You can provide a poker go link as well, and that would work. Yeah. You know, YouTube hands are mostly preferable. We prefer it, but hey. But, you know, the poker go hands are the poker go hands, and sometimes they're good enough. You got to do them. They're often really good, and we like doing really good hands. That's what we're here for. Okay. So uh, shall we dive into this? pool of chips and cards and player tendencies and an emotion. What do you think, brother? Before we do that, I want to talk about a, a place that we do that elsewhere, which is our yeah. book. Yeah. There's a link to the description. I know we've been talking about this a lot, but it's because it's important. Yeah. This is a good, it is. This is a good poker this is a book, man. really good poker book, guys. You guys got to buy it. It's called How Can He Fold? <laughs> it's true. It's anyway, wonderful. as I briefly mentioned, there is a link in the description to thepokerguys.net. You don't have to use the link. That's pretty easy to remember. Just type that into your browser there. It'll take you to our website where the book is right there, right in front of you. You can buy the ebook right from the website, or there's a link right to Amazon. Everybody knows how easy that is. Yep. Buy it on Amazon, the paperback. And, uh, you know, if you do buy it on Amazon or if you have bought it on Amazon, as many of you already have, and thank you to those of you who have written reviews. We yeah, really appreciate it. We do. Because we've got a, a fair amount of reviews, all five stars, of course, because it's the best book ever written. It's like the Iliad, except, you know, none of the bullshit. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the Iliad, but finally factoring things like range and distribution. Yeah, yeah, so. of course, because, yeah. you know, he was speaking in like Homer terms, which, you know, old, old timey. Um, (laughs) anyway, uh, of course, if you buy it on Amazon and you're a verified purchaser on there, it helps us out a lot. If you can write a review on there and And to be clear, you you don't have to be a verified purchaser. You just to buy the book on Amazon and review. That's the verified purchase. You don't have to to qualify. No, you don't have to do anything special. You just have to leave a review. Yeah. So we would love for you to do that because reviews really make a difference in terms of Amazon search stuff. And just when people find it, if they decide to buy it And if you genuinely like the book, that's a good reason to review it because you reviewing it makes it more likely that it'll sell better, which it makes it more likely that we will write another book. That is true. Yeah. Um, that is absolutely true. Other places, by the way, if you want to just check out the book on Amazon, they have a, a sample section so you can like look inside. You just click on that. You can get a f- you can see about ten pages, fifteen pages of the book. Also, Car Player Magazine is now uh, showing excerpts of the book for the next, I believe, five issues. Uh, and although by the be... time you're hearing this, it's probably nearing the end of those five issues. We're or midway through anyway. That's but, not true. I don't think. Right. I, I, I don't know if they come out every two weeks or every month now for yeah. Card Player. So it depends. Um, the January 1st was the first time they're going to do at least five issues of it. I yeah. Guess. And, uh, you know, we might, we might have a running thing with card player after it's that. Unclear. We're not, we're not sure yet. It's unclear, but anyway, check out the book. We'd really appreciate it. It's a, you know, the content of the book is similar to, to the type of thought that we have here. It's, it's breakdowns of hands in text form, uh, very deeply analyzed more so than we are here, even though we go super deep here. This is with a year of time to really look over yeah. every little piece and make sure we got it right. You know? And of course we have fun with it too. So. Use the link. Check it out. It's a different kind of an experience than listening to this podcast for sure. Yeah. But we think if you like this podcast, you'll love the book. Absolutely. And, and all the feedback we've gotten so far, both on the Amazon reviews and private messages people have sent us and things like that, has been exactly that. Yeah. Anyone who's a, who's a fan of what we do really loves the book. So we think you will too. Right. So please get it. It's a yeah. way to not only support us, but also hopefully support your own poker experience. Right. Hopefully it can help you become a better poker player while having fun. Yep. That's really the goal there. 
All right. Anyway, let's get to the hand. Okay. All right. Hand, so hand me. You know, people say beer me. Like oh. hand me. Like give you a severed hand. If if that's if your if your metaphor is exact, that's what that means. Let me ask you a question. If if your job was to hand me, like you know, to give me the poker hand, and you were getting paid, would that mean you had a hand job? Is that what that would mean? Yes. I mean, it kind of would, right? Yeah. I mean, it's indisputable at this point. <laughs> does that, like someone who's like a, a hand model, that, did they say, like, I got a lot of hand jobs yesterday? <laughs> Is that like a normal thing? It was, it was exhausting. <laughs> yeah. All right. To the hand. <laughs> and we're off. All right. So it is a $5, $10, $25 game. Three blinds. Bashar, who is, uh, I'm going to guess, a bad player because of the one thing that he does right now under the gun. We're so rough on people, man. He's an amateur. He's an amateur. I mean, he's playing 5, 10, 25, and he's limping under the gun with this hand. He's an amateur. Seven, four of hearts. Yeah. He's he's like, that's all. Like, amateur is an offensive term, according to Vince Van Patten. You're supposed to say non professional. Yeah, whatever. Vince Van Patten is a bad player. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I, I don't know if, if that's true, of course, but uh, I just feel like it's a little unfair to the guy's just sitting down and playing, you know, like he's just doing his thing and like, okay, so it's just, I, it's just a little, it's a little like ganging up on a guy. Like it's one thing to, to call to say, call it a professional for, for making a bad play. Fair I mean, enough. That's all. I, uh, fair enough. Maybe I've not said that with enough of a filter that said from a theoretical perspective, what I'm saying is correct. Of course it is a hundred percent. I just, you know, of course you're right. Yeah, but, but maybe I could say it in a nicer way. Yeah, like just say like he's clearly recreational. Okay. Because he opened 7 4 That's suited. in we, a way more condescending. Well, it, but not to him. Just to everyone else who already knows and would already understand. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. To him, he'd be like, yeah, <laughs> I am clear. <laughs> he's here to have fun. All right. He's I just worry about it. I just feel bad for Bashir if he listens to the podcast. Yeah. It's like the first thing you say is he's clearly a bad player. I'd be like, oh, that'd be like devastating. I feel uh, that's for, fair. I feel formal. That's fair. I hope he doesn't listen. Yeah, like people get upset. Professionals have gotten very upset, as we know, with things we've said Boy, about just their like play. Viffer? Matt Berkey. Oh, yeah, Matt, Matt Berkey. Ber- now, granted, we went a little crazy with Matt Berkey in terms of the things we, maybe I said. It was mostly... Crazy is cra- not the right word. I, w- I was very strong. Yeah. I was not in any way trying to protect him because I honestly, I didn't think... I wasn't aware... Didn't that think he needed to protect Exactly. Him. I thought he was... And it turns out everyone's, you know, I, I guess he felt a little attacked and, you know, struck back. Fair enough. That's <laughs> fair. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, moving on. So anyway, so I, but, I, but in this case especially, I think we'd say he's clearly a recreational player. All right. Doesn't have professional ranges. Anyway, he has seven four of hearts, limps under the gun. Terrible play. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's different than saying he's a bad player. Yeah, anyway. it's just a singular play. Yeah. George is plus one, and uh, I guess he likes to isolate when people limp because he has nine five of clubs, and he's going to raise it to 200. By the way, he has $30,000 in his stack like we had mentioned earlier. Now, now Ben actually did make a comment about George, so I'm going to say it Ben here. Page doesn't just suggest the good hands. He also gives context. It's incredible. He says, George overattacks limpers with 100% frequency from every position, as we see here, right? And uses extreme bet sizing and exploita- exploitative line variations pre-flop. So, All right. So, okay, so... So it's not unusual to see George raise if, and Bashar limp, probably. It would seem like a guy like that is so easy to play against. You know, you just do limp re-raises, like, with a huge amount of your range, and he just, like, is in jail all the time. Right? Yep. And you re-raise big. You don't re-raise small. So yeah. you have, like, legit fold equity, and he's just putting in all this money, and he hates his life. Cause if he's, and he should, he should quickly... That should curb his enthusiasm to, uh, to make that play, but maybe people aren't doing it, or maybe he doesn't care. There's some guys who just don't care. Anyway, 
Anyway, he might be a guy who doesn't care considering that he's got 30K in front of him. Yeah. And it's not like the whole table is deep stacked, so he's trying to capture full value. You know, right. he might just be a guy who's like, I want to put all the money everywhere all the time. Yeah. You know, and that's George for you. Anyway, he does make it 200 with the 9.5 of clubs with his $30,000. Bashar having less than 10, like one tenth of that in his stack. Kind of crazy. Yeah. Folds around to a guy named Josh in the small blind. He has 6,300 in front of him, which feels like a, a normal, reasonable amount for this game. Maybe yeah. even a little deep. He's got ace, queen off, ace of clubs, queen of spades. He's going to call. That seems like a big mistake. It feels like based on the profile of George, we should be three betting. If we know that George is attacking limpers 100% of the time yeah. from every position. Let's make it 850 and see what happens. Yeah. Unless, we're, unless we think he's the kind of guy who's just going to four bet us all the time. And we don't want to get in 250 blinds. Well, we could, we could get it in. We if could we decide. decide. Like, uh, this is a quick aside, but it's not the same because it's a tournament and, you know, a re-entry tournament at that. But two, two years ago at the Millionaire Maker, I had the misfortune of uh, being seated at the table with, what is that kid's name who's so good? Uh, I think he's Argentinian or Venezuelan. He wins everything. Adrian Mateos? Adrian Mateos. That's the one. Oh, yeah. I remember this. Yeah. I had the misfortune of being seated with him. And next to me on my left was this guy who kept talking about how hungover he was and playing every hand. And he got up to like, this this is when the starting stack was 7,500 and the millionaire maker. He got up to like 8,200 by just like playing every hand and people folding to him. And then he lost a pot and got down to 6,500. And that tilted his balls off because, you know, now at 2,550 is 6,500. So it's the end of the world. He's got to get it all back. (laughs) And so like the next hand after that hand happens, he opens the cutoff. Mateo's three bets kind of big. The guy. So he opens like 200 in the. Yeah. Yeah. Mateo's three bets to like 850. Yeah. Um, The guy just says, you know what? Fuck you. And moves in on Mateos. And Mateos just quickly, easily calls with ace queen off right. for over 100 blinds because, like, I just have to do that against this guy. Right. And the guy, it, had, and the guy had six, hand. seven off. Right. Because he's, I don't know what he's doing. Like, because he's losing his mind because he's crazy tilty. And there's a lot of people like that in the world. Yeah. And maybe George isn't crazy tilty, but he might be a guy who's going to attack a four bet a lot. And maybe you're really supposed to just try to get in 250 blinds with ace queen against him. Now, I'm not saying I know enough about George to say that, but I'm saying that it's possible that that is the correct thing to do. I would guess it probably is without knowing anything. Yeah. Like maybe, maybe he never four bets uh, light, but it seems unlikely. Um, so, and if we make it 850 and we only have 6,000 in front of us, we are committed, yeah. I think, against a guy like that, right? Yeah. So maybe he just doesn't want to put $6,300 in right now, but it's not unreasonable at all to do that, of course. Right. Of course, you know, it sucks. Even if you even if you are bankrolled for a 5 10 25 game, it still does like hurt a little bit to put in 6300 with ace yeah. queen. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's real money. Right. But I but I, I I go to that level because I'm just thinking like, yeah, it does feel like a three bet is in order, but also we don't want to be three bet folding against a certain player profile and then it feels really uncomfortable to get in all these chips with ace queen, but it feels like that's where we're headed, you know? It's it's an interesting thing because there are some guys who are like George, right? Who are yeah. going to th- raise all limpers all the time or some version of that. And when you three bet them and they four bet you, they always have it. Even though they're raising all the limpers, their four bets are nutted. Yeah. And then there are other guys who are not that way and who are going to be more balanced or just still be playing or just seeing it as like, I'm just playing the game here. I'm like Tony G, right? I got hot and I've got commitment, right? Yeah. And it's really important to know who's who. And it's possible George is just going to have a nutted range here. It's possible. Four bet and then, but then it'd be easy to play against that too, actually, even if we three bet, right? We're going to get calls and be crushing him range wise or just take it down now, which is fine. Um, or if he four bets, we can actually fold if he has a nutted range. And if he doesn't, then we play accordingly. Yeah. You know, and, and don't fold. Um, 
So that's, but it is really important to know who's who here. And just the, the whole like raising limpers alone isn't enough to know. Right. If the four bet is light, right? Yeah. I mean, it's more likely to be light, I guess, if we don't know anything about the player, if we know he's sure. doing this. But that, alone, but that alone does not mean it. Some guys will absolutely raise limpers all the time and never have light four bets. A lot of right. guys, in fact. Yeah. I think that's a lot more frequent than the guy who's have frequent four bets. We don't see very many light four bets in poker. No, like especially, especially cash games, actually. Right. I think they're more frequent in tournaments. Yeah, but even there, you don't see them yeah. too much except against like the elite players. Yeah. Really, you know, or with the, by the elite players, right. I should say. You just don't see it. Like, people are scared. Yeah. Everybody's scared. I get it. No Limit Hold'em is scary. Yeah, it's terrifying. It's a scary game. A good hand is doesn't always feel so good anymore when someone four bets you. You, you know? just got to flop the nuts, and then it feels good. Yep. Flopping the nuts is the way to go, and then they just shove, and it's easy. Yeah. That's all we're looking to do. Right. But anyway, anyway, Josh has decided to call instead of all of these things. Okay. In the small blind with ace, queen off, ace of clubs, queen of spades. And uh, Bashar overcalls with the seven, four of hearts. So we have a pot of $635 heading to the flop. Cool. Which is just excellent for George. It is the queen of clubs, the nine of hearts, and the five of hearts. It's pretty nuts. That, yeah. That is a crazy cooler flop. All three players. Yeah. Really Bashar flop flops well. the seven high flush draw, which is not amazing, admittedly, but it's still a good flop for the hand. It's pretty good. Also against George's range. If yeah. Have any sense of George's range, which is apparently infinite. But that includes nine five. So he's flopped bottom two, yeah. while Josh, who probably knows at least a little bit about George, is flopped top top and is feeling like he's on cloud nine. Like, yeah. I'm just going to get all these chips from George. Yeah. Unfortunately, that is not the case. Well, not, but he's got unless, outs. unless everyone he, has outs. Unless he improves, George. of course. I mean, George's equity on the flop is good, but it's not amazing. Yeah. So Josh checks. Fine. He's out of position. Mm-hmm. I think against a guy who profiles like George, you got to let him take a take a stab, mm-hmm. right? Bashar, Agreed. Bashar checks. Yeah. I guess mostly check calling, maybe check raising sometimes. I'm not really sure what the plan should be with the seven high flush draw here. Yeah. I don't know. I guess... It, yeah, how much? And Bashar only has twenty five. He started with twenty eight hundred, right? so yeah, he's got six hundred and change. He's got twenty six hundred. Yeah, yeah. If a bet of like, well, let's see how much George bets. But if, but if we're Bashar, and we're thinking about it, if a bet, let's say a bet of three hundred goes in. George yeah. bets three hundred, give or take, right? Three fifty, maybe maybe three fifty because there's two hearts on the board. Three four hundred at most. So now there's a there's a thousand and change in there, and we have like twenty three hundred left. So we could reasonably just go with the hand just just check shove and we're gonna win a lot right away that's not that's probably the plan i think right yeah that that feels right we have fold equity we win a lot right away when called we still win a fair amount we actually might be able to blow a flush draw off the hand yeah he doesn't have the nut flush draw specifically but maybe we can get better hearts to fold which would be a miracle but not crazy like i think that should be the plan yeah well things are going to change plan wise because george is going to bet but he's going to bet really big he's going to oh, bet yeah. 700 yeah, six thirty-five. That is really big. And Josh is going to call, which I yes. think is probably the only play, right? You got to let George keep going if he's sure if he's bluffing, and maybe he even has like a worse queen that he's going to keep going with and might fold to a check raise. Yeah, he really might fold to a check yeah. raise. That's right, especially when he bets this size. Yep. So that kind of changes things for Bashar a little bit as far as if he has fold equity or not, because it doesn't feel like against Josh he has fold exactly. equity. Exactly. Like maybe you can get George to fold. George yeah. probably still doesn't always have it, but Josh. Feels like man, he's got a big, he's got a really good hand. Right, like, so fe- now, it feels like king queen ace. Queen. So now, what do you do as Bashar with the seven high flush draw? When you feel like sure shoving that way, I see all the cards, but I probably don't have any fold equity against yeah. Josh, who has probably like sixty two percent equity against me or something if, like that. If we don't have fold equity, we shouldn't we shouldn't race. So we should just fold. Well, we're we, getting there's two there's more than two thousand dollars in the pot, right? It's yeah, like twenty one hundred. So we're getting like three to one to see a card. 
sometimes, and Josh is in the small blind, right? Yep. Okay. I think we can call because sometimes it's going to check through on the turn, right? Because jo- if Josh was on the button, I think we have to consider folding. Yeah. When it checks to Josh, he's almost always going to bet. It just sucks that we don't have more in our stack as Bashar. Like if we had 5K to start the hand, I would feel a bit more comfortable with I it. I feel way better because also sometimes we get there and we lose, right? Yeah. But still, I think it's crazy to, to, to call with this hand, see this flop, and just throw it away. This hand is like... It's just, uh, it's not that easy to flop a flush draw. It's pretty good, you know? And when we get there, we make a, sometimes we make a really powerful best hand against often really good second best hands. Yeah. In this case, that would be true, right? But everyone else has good hands. Like, now I don't know if we get paid off or not, but still, I just think we, we have to call once here. It sucks. I think you're probably right. And, and to add to that, I feel like uh, George could still have a flush draw. I think it's pretty unlikely that Josh has a flush draw at this point when George bets this size on the flop and Josh doesn't check raise. So we're less worried about being dominated in hearts because of that. How much money are we going to have left, though, as Bashir? Bashar. Bashar. Uh, 1900 Okay, I guess we can just call then. I mean, there's, there's some value maybe in shoving, even though we know we're going to lose a lot, because then we get called and we get paid off when we hit our flush versus it's harder to get paid if the yeah. heart comes. It's only 1900 more. We've already putting in another 700 now. Maybe there's value in shoving. But I don't, know, I don't know if, like, if the heart comes on the turn and let's say Josh has the hand he has, ace queen, and, and George folds when Bashar shoves the turn when the heart comes, like the deuce of hearts. It's going to, I mean, Josh is probably going to call some of the time with ace queen there. Just like, yeah. Just, really? Yeah. Maybe. When, what, if Bashar just suddenly out of nowhere shove, donk shoves the turn. Well, maybe not. Maybe not that. Maybe if he shoves the river, if the if heart it, comes. If a heart comes and it checks through and then Bashar yeah. shoves the river, you're right. Yeah. That, that may be a call. Yeah. Okay. So that, so there's a way maybe to get some value. Yeah. Also, I guess the guys could improve, like it could be the ace of hearts. And now what's his face as Josh has top two or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. There's, there's ways people are a queen. I don't do, know you, do you agree with me that it's less likely that Josh has a flush draw now because George bet's so big and Josh didn't check raise. Yes. So Bashar should worry less about being dominated in hearts. Um, yeah, I think George is the guy who usually has hearts here. Yeah. Um, Josh out of position, this big a thing. I think a combo against draw, a profile like George. Yeah. He's going to raise his combo draws, raise his other flush draws or fold them. He's not going to call with them almost ever. Right. Yeah. He also, yeah, he, does, he doesn't want to let Bashar in either cheap. Like, he just doesn't want to do anything. He wants to blow Bashar off the hand as well. It's, it's so much better to raise there or, or fold as Josh with a flush draw. Yeah. Anyway, Bashar does call. Yep. At a minimum, it's reasonable. Yep. I agree. Pots 2735. Going to head to the, the turn, but first, let's have like an itch. You know, really? Uh, like on my back, but it feels different. It feels Is it back knee. Well, that's been an issue for me. I wish you wouldn't bring it up on oh, the podcast. I'm sorry. I know, I know you, you talk about it so doctors, often off, off air. So. Doctors have asked to study it because it is so incredible. Yeah. They're, they're, I, aren't there like live cultures right now on your back? Like a lot of swabbing going on and stuff There's like that? Currently, at, you know, because you're looking at me, yeah, that there yeah. are two teams of scientists swabbing <laughs> my back right now. You it know is. that. I mean, I know I can't see exactly. I'm looking at your face. I can't see what's going on back there. But you can I, see the monitor. I know you can see the yeah, monitor. Okay. I'm trying to. I'm trying to downplay it a little bit because you asked me not to talk about it. But yes, it's too late. I can the see cats the out of the bag. <laughs> what were we talking about? <laughs> it doesn't matter. We're talking about back knee now. Your back knee. All right. I don't even know where I was going with that. But <laughs> let's go ahead and go to Nitrogen Sports Poker Room. Okay. And talk about them and not back knee. It's not really a room, but sure, we can talk about it. It's an online site. I guess it's you. You've it's taken. You've taken. You've taken. It's the not torch. a room, and you're you've lying. Taken the torch, and now it's your ad, buddy. Go for it. Ah, oh, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it's the Nitrogen Sports Poker area, and it's uh, it's great actually for many, many reasons. 
some of which I'm going to come up with now. <laughs> First of all, at the end of every month, there's the Poker Guys invite-only tournament, which means basically if you signed up using the link in the description of this podcast, which you can do very easily, then you get access to this tournament, which we do every month, and it is awesome. They guarantee a 1,000 buy-ins. I don't know how many we got this most recent time, but we, I think the most we've ever had is like 130 buy-ins or something like that. So there's a massive overlay. costs very, very little to play. It's less than a dollar to play. It's all in Bitcoin, of course, but it's less than a dollar. It's awesome. So that's pretty great. Of course, they also have sports betting. They've got casino games. They have cash game poker. They've got other tournaments going on as well. Um, it's Bitcoin only, which is a benefit because you get the money in and out super fast. 90 minutes from when you withdraw your cash to it being in your wallet, that is crazy. That is industry leading by a lot. Everywhere else, it's days or weeks, sometimes never. These guys are rock solid. It's a great place to bet and play poker and so on. Excellent. That was, that was the full on ad Except right that there. You didn't talk about how they can access it. I did. I said if you use the link in the description oh, when you... Uh, I guess I just kind of tuned it out. Yeah, because you weren't listening. Why would I listen to, the, to you? Well, I understand you've got a lot to focus on right now. Yeah. Does it hurt or did they numb the area? It's not... I should say areas. It's not exactly pain. What I is would it? call it like a twinge. A twinge. Is it like a tickle or is it like, like a... a twinge. Okay. It's a twinge. It's like a twinge. The faces that they're making, and I, I don't mean the, the, the doctors who are actually working because I can't see them because, of course, they are covered yeah yeah you know, obviously they're yeah they got to worry about things they're hygienically sealed in there um hermetically sealed i should say in there but um the faces of the like assistants and things like that i can see them and i'm getting a lot of data from that is what i'm yeah. saying like you know in uh in the movie the thing i haven't seen that <laughs> really well there's this great scene where the thing can look like anyone right it can it kills okay. you and then it looks like you right and so but so they know one of them is the thing but they don't know who it is and um, if you if you like fire like it doesn't like fire at all it doesn't like heat so they they take the blood samples from all of them and basically they they take like um a, a, a heated rod of some kind and put it in the blood and the blood will if the blood doesn't react then it's fine if the blood reacts they know it's that's who the thing is yeah. right and so there's this bit where they're going through and it's it's this fun horror moment where the guy puts the thing in one of the bloods and the blood like attacks him. And like suddenly one of the people like just starts melting and turning this and then people start screaming and it's this horror and intense. And that's what I'm seeing on these, on these yeah. assistants faces that's, basically like they're seeing things that they never even in their worst nightmares, never dreamed of. Well, you know, most people go their lives dreaming to evoke a reaction, you know? Yeah. And your back is doing it. My your... dream is coming true. <laughs> is it the Doritos or is, is it a lifestyle thing? You mean that I sleep on a bed of Doritos? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a lot of people would argue that that has some impact on your skin. I don't know. I'm not a dermatologist. It just tastes so good <laughs> yeah. to sleep on a bed of Doritos. <laughs> I mean, that nice dust in the, in the, yeah. the smell. Oh, how Just could even you, the nacho cheese has got to be great. To the that. point where I can't sleep without it. <laughs> <laughs> Some people need their significant, significant other to sleep. You just need a bed of Doritos. Yeah. Better, is, is it the nacho cheese for you? It actually varies. Oh, I, really? I go through phases. Huh. Salsa Verde last, last month. I didn't even know they had a Salsa Verde. Oh, it doesn't sound good. It's good. Everything they do is good. Anyway, let's get back to the <laughs> hand. Okay. That was a bit of an aside, maybe. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, since we did a weird thing like that. Okay. Yeah. So the turn is going to be one that George is going to be happy about. Yeah, he's not already only, not only happy. is it not a heart, 
It's not a ten, a jack, a king, or an ace, or anything like that that might make two pair for somebody. Mm-hmm. It's the five of diamonds. Yeah. If you want to remember, the flop was queen of clubs, nine of hearts, five of hearts, and George has nine five. So now he has a full house, fives, full nines. Yeah. That's pretty good. That is really good. He has not got the hand locked up. Of course, a queen will still win it for Josh, but you know that's unlikely. Yeah. Yeah. He really killed almost all the outs. Yep. It's pretty sweet. There's only two outs collectively against him now. Pretty sweet. What's not pretty sweet, I, in my estimation, is the way George plays the turn because yeah. Josh checks, Bashar checks, and then George decides to check. Yeah. So a guy with George's reputation, not even just a guy with George's reputation, but a guy with George's reputation especially should probably be betting here, right? Oh, yeah. When, I, when We don't block top pair. Top pair is still out there. We're known as a guy who bets a lot. We just watched this hand just before we started recording, and I said to you as he checked... I made a sound, much unlike the sounds that are currently being made by the uh, the lab assistants. All right, how long is this thing going to go on for? <laughs> well, I said it's unlike the sounds because theirs are much worse. But I made a sound, it's sort of like a uh sound because I said, I, th- I have a feeling George is the kind of guy who always checks when he makes the full house and always bets when he doesn't. And then, is, and then complains when people call him down and says, I'm the guy who has the boats here, you know? But like, I don't understand how in the world you can check this card based on who you are and the action combined and the f- and the type of card that it is it's bottom it's the bottom card pairing it's not exactly. like you, it's not like you made queens full of nines where the, the queen paired and it's now harder for your opponents to have hands they can call with like pretend you're josh remember josh clearly has a good hand yeah he called more than a pot out of position on the flop with the guy behind him yeah he has a hand like king queen here yeah or better as we see right but a hand like that this card is not going to scare josh at all right now Basher being behind him may be a problem for Josh, but that's a different thing. This card is, I don't think Josh can fold if we bet. I'd be shocked if Josh folds, even with Basher behind him. Basher shouldn't have a five. The five shouldn't hit anyone, right? If it's anyone, it hits George, I guess. Mm-hmm. But like, whatever. This seems like such an obvious bet to me. There's, there are flush shots. You don't have to bet big. No. You have to bet something, though. I mean, you have to you bet might... something to get money out of the flush draws to be able to keep building this pot. You have to. Yeah. But... He instead checks because he's the guy who's like, well, I don't want to chase away my action because I made a full house, but he's not really thinking about the type of full house he's made and what types of hands his opponents can have and his reputation. Yeah, he's not crushing the board the way he seems to be worried about it. Yeah. He has no, the queens are all out there. It feels like both these guys either have a flush draw or a queen. Let's get some money now before action, before cards come that are going to scare those guys off or right. action's going to come that's going to scare those guys off. I, I find it really weird. There's 2,700 in the pot, right? Yeah. So 2,735. It seems like you don't have to bet big, like a small bet. You could bet like $1,100. Yeah. Even though you bet more than pot last time, you could bet 1100 still be able to get it in on the river if against, you want to. Against Josh. Against Josh. Who's right. the guy whose stack you want, obviously, because he has more. Right. You feel like Basher is going to either have a queen and, and go with it if Josh folds or have a flush run, probably have to fold no matter how much we bet on the turn, right? Pretty sure it's Bashar. Bashar. Yeah. Sorry. Um, thank you for saying that. Um, so maybe you can even bet a little more. You could bet like 1,500. Six, you bet you know, a little more than half pot. Like, how is Josh going to fold ace-queen? Yeah. King-queen to half pot when you're this guy. Right. It seems so and straightforward. Josh, Josh almost always has a queen, right? Or better. Yeah. Yeah. Like, maybe he has a nine sometimes, but you block that. And like, if, well, it, if, it's you're, hard if you're that nine. guy with that reputation, maybe Josh calls preflop with like nine, ten suited or jack nine suited. And he or, calls on the flop maybe once because Basher, Because of the reputation. And Basher hasn't done anything yeah. yet. Bashar. Bashar. Thank you. Hasn't, hasn't acted yet, so he thinks like that guy's going to fold. Yeah. Even though it's kind of a, not a great spot, right. but you're just like, I just can't fold this yet. So maybe you'll fold out nines. But, okay. But you block those, and they're less likely than queens, which Josh 
really can't fold against you. How are you going to get money on the river against Nines anyway? They're going to hero? Yeah. Like, we got two guys right now who have shown a tendency to put a lot of money into this pot. Why would we slow down when we get basically the best card in the deck for us? Like, this seems so straightforward. Yeah, it's a mistake. It seems like a clear mistake. Yeah, like, when you have a big hand, mostly you want to build a pot. You have to have really good reasons not to bet. And I feel like people... Are, they're, they're, you, they're good reasons usually, well, I have a big hand and everyone's going to fold, and that is not a good enough reason not to bet. Yep. Like, it has to be, I'm blocking all the good hands, and my rep and image is such that I can't ever get called, except by a very few things and, and stuff like that. Let's just put the money in, man. Yeah. Let's go. I agree. Anyway, it does check around. Okay. And the river is a very innocuous four of clubs. Yeah. Bashar does make a pair, but of course, that doesn't matter at all with the way the action has gone. You should never think that he's ahead. No, Josh is always beating him. Yeah. He assumes probably he's beating George and yeah. Josh is beating him, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. Josh decides he's going to go for value, which sure. I think is mostly targeting Bashar with a weaker queen. I think that's exactly like right. Mostly what he thinks is going to pay queen, him off. Queen Jack, Queen Ten Suit, yeah, stuff like hands that. Hands like that. He bets 1450 into 2735, almost exactly half pot. Seems like a reasonable bet. It seems fine. I don't know how often Bashar is actually calling him with. If, if Bashar's thinking about it now, Bashar limped with seven, four. Yeah, suited. so he's probably calling so with the queen. Probably calling with, all, with pretty much all the queens he has, yeah. right? So then that's a great bet. Yeah. Bashar folds because, of course, he has a four, not yeah. a queen. That's easy. George, of course, is going to try to get the money in. Yeah. But the way he does it, I don't know. I don't know what you think about this or if you think anything about it. But he, as soon as Bashar folds, George is like, I'm all in just right away. I mean, it feels super strong. Yeah. Feels super, super, super strong to not think about it, not to anything about it, just to move in right away. Yeah, and like know, he's got you've a been, really big You've hand. been in that spot in life, Coker, before. And always, many times. And usually it's like, oh, yeah, they have it. Yeah. You know? Especially, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, maybe the very best players can double and triple. The very best, you, best players don't any. typically move in right. super fast. The very best players are not Andy Black. Exactly. You know? I was just thinking that. And that, that hand is covered in our book, actually, yeah. where we talk about Andy Black moving in on the river super fast. Um yeah, this 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 move in here just feels like strength, and I, I'm th- this takes me back to a hand I played not that long ago, where um, it was all pre flop, but I opened with Ace King, I got three bet by a like a 55 year old guy, friendly guy, nice guy, he came back to me, I four bet the Ace King, and he moved in so fast. This is just like this, like I I but the chips were like not out of my like hadn't hit the felt yet, and he just said I'm all in. It was so straightforward. I was like, oh. I'm obviously destroyed. And he had kings. I folded and he showed kings. You know, it was, it's like a really easy fold to me. Yeah. I actually have done that once with kings. Uh, oh, really? Back in the day against a player who I knew very well. I had played with a lot, so that helped. But, uh, yeah. And he was, you know, profiled similarly to the guy you're talking about here, where it was like, okay, I have kings and I'm going to four bet because he's going to call with a lot of hands. But if he moves in, I can really tell by the way he moves in if he feels okay about it or not. And yeah. He's only, yeah. he's only going to feel okay about aces. Right. And I, it got back to him and he was like, so happy. Just like, I'm, I'm all in. And I was yeah. like, well, I'm still going to think about it for a second. Yeah. But, Cause it's Kings, but. but I did fold and he did show aces and it was like so clear that he had to have exactly aces. Yeah. And, you know? so, so that quick move in by the, again, if it's Evgeny Timoshenko, I wouldn't ascribe any interesting, to it. interesting choice for a player know, to move slowest, quickly. <laughs> slowest guy in history. But if, if it's a, if it's a, if it's an elite player, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think it meant, meant anything. Yeah. I'd be like, I don't know what, I don't know what that means. Cause they, they understand what all they understand. If it's like language. Charlie Carroll, a guy who might try right. to mess with you, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, but that's not the case here. Yeah. Right. We're in a five, 10, 25 game and it's clearly bananas. Yeah. Like, George is raising plus one with nine, five suited. Like, right. So that, that immediately is like setting off warning bells for me as Josh. Right. But we still have to consider this. We do have top top against a guy who I guess is known as as kind of spazzy. We do have better hands than this, but not many. Right. I mean, we have hands that beat 
George's actual hand. Like we have, we have nine full. Yeah. It's really the, the most obvious yeah. hand, right? Like Queens, we don't really show up with here unless we have a plan against George to let him barrel all the time. So like the plan is to just like try to get in pots with George and let him be the aggressor. But we're really going to do that from the small blind with bash Bashar in as well. Like I mean, with Queens, not very often. Josh did it with ace queen. So maybe that's the plan. I don't maybe know. Queens is way better than ace. Queen. Obviously, but, but maybe, okay. But so maybe we can have Queens a little bit here, but mostly I would assume we don't have very much Queens. Yeah. So like, we have better hands, but maybe we only have pocket nines as better hands. Really? Maybe. That may be the only better hand we have. So distribution, maybe that's not the best way to decide this because we have a live tell. Distribution is probably going to argue for a call here. Yeah, because it's the best queen we have, and we mostly just have queens, like you're saying. Yep. And, and we don't have, like, flush draws are obvious folds, so they're not even, like, really considered. It's a weird story, right? It, the story looks like, well, we, we have a queen, but queen, queen, and nine, nine. Yeah. And five, five, honestly. Yeah. Or 4-4, four, four, by the way. 4-4 four, four actually yeah, fits four, four too. Yeah, 4-4 four makes plenty of sense. Like, all the full houses or quads, I guess, make sense. Um, aces doesn't make sense. Ace Kings don't make sense. You no. expect to bet on the turn from those with yeah. the two hearts out there. And, and you don't expect callers. them to move in. Right. Ace Queen doesn't make sense. No. Like, we can only beat a bluff. Yeah. Right? Because the, the slight value... Yeah, there's no worse hand that's moving in for value. And even the slightly better hands aren't moving in for value. No. So he's, he's polarized. That's good. When we have ace queen, right? Yeah, that is good. We can knock out like it's nice that he doesn't have aces and kings, but that doesn't matter, right? And the bluffs, the bluffs are not going to be something that we can really enumerate. I think because they're they're mostly yeah. just going to be random hands that he decides to bluff with. Because all he did was be the aggressor at certain points in the hand. He could have anything. If we get away from distribution for a second, we really think through this hand though. We called over a pot size bet on the flop. Yep. He checked the turn. It looks like now it turns out he's very strong. But and it looks we, like and by the way, we were overcalled and then decided to bet the river. Exactly. It looks like he's very strong or very weak here. Yep. And nothing in between. Which I guess we already knew based on based on stuff. But why would he be like we clearly have a good hand? Why would he try and bluff us off what is clearly a strong range? Like we almost never have a flush draw. I don't know if I don't know if George knows that and if Josh knows that George knows that, but like we, we knew that, right? We know Josh pretty much shouldn't have a flush draw here, right? Yeah. So he only has like king-queen plus. Maybe queen-jack plus. I guess... No, he wouldn't be betting a nine. And he no. probably isn't... Maybe he's betting queen-jack. Maybe, Maybe. queen-jack is the worst hand he has here, right? Maybe, Maybe queen-ten suited? Maybe. Man, it's getting real sketchy. I don't know. Getting I don't know. He sketchy. might check that. He might check that with, with Bashar behind him. Yeah. He might check queen-jack with Bashar behind yeah, him. Yeah, absolutely. King-queen. That's, that's where it feels like... Okay, so queen-queen might be the worst hand. So like... That's not a good. That's not a good range to try and bluff. No. So that also I, I puts feel, us lower in our distribution as Josh, though. If we're, if King Queen is the worst hand we're betting, um, if we're not betting all queens, that means that Ace Queen is lower in our distribution than we were initially saying. Um, it's lower in our distribution because we're removing Queen Jack and Queen. Yeah. 10. Sure. Sure. Okay, that's fair. Um, but it's also, but the point is, like, there's only a few hands we really show up with here anyway that we would bet, right? Yeah. And it's like nines full from Josh's point of view, nines full, ace queen, king queen. Like, there's really yeah. nothing else we have here unless Seems we slow played aces and kings, which I don't believe we maybe did. Maybe we have ace five suited. We called more than a pot size bet on the flop out of position three ways with a five because we had a plan against George, perhaps. Seems, seems unlikely anyway. Yeah. Especially this is the guy who only called with ace-queen pre. Well, we don't know how crazy George is. Like, right. If he's Marty crazy, you got to call with ace-five on the flop. Um, you don't have to with someone behind you. True, out but of position. You, you don't have probably to. would, though, right? I mean, are you going to call big bets on turn and river, too? Yeah. I mean, I'm saying, like, yeah. you can probably find a better spot probably. than bottom pair. Anyway, 
It seems like distribution is kind of murky as far as whether or not it says to call. Yeah, I don't and, care about distribution in this spot though. Okay, so it to I me want, that to I me then what's important is how quickly George moved in. Yes, exactly. And if we don't have evidence of George doing that and seeing what he shows up with, I'm going to go with the traditional tell on that, which is that that is strength. I think that's exactly right. If and we if probably we know, just fold, just like you're saying, if we if we've seen George do this and not have it, we should absolutely call. Yeah, and God bless him, he got us this time. Right. But man, if we haven't seen him do this, this is this is just a fold. Yep. It is. But ultimately, Josh calls after a little bit of chiding from George. George keeps saying, like, you got to call. That's the only way you can win the hand. And he says, if you have a good hand, you have to you yeah. should call. You yeah. should call, which is interesting. Yeah. That he's saying that, right? Um, he's actually weakening his range, but it's probably, he probably says lots of weird yeah. stuff all the time because that's a weird thing to say. Yeah. Right. Um, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't read too much into that as like, right. Obviously. He has yeah. I think the, the timing is more important than what he says yeah. afterwards. I mean, when, when he weakens his range traditionally, that means he's got a stronger hand because yeah. right? he's trying to get called, but it, I don't know the way he said that. I wouldn't necessarily think that definitely meant he had it or not. Yeah. Like there's some guys that's more obvious than that. Ultimately. I mean, like I understand why Josh calls Me against too. a guy like this, but you're also getting a, you could talk yourself into the price, I guess too. Right. But having said all that, and I mean, it worked out for George anyway. Like, he probably got all the same amount of money he would have gotten had he bet the turn, but that's sort of lucky yeah, for him. Yeah, it is. It is uh, a little lucky. Like, Josh is probably supposed to fold based on the way this hand played out. And so I think George made two pretty... Everyone made mistakes in this hand. Probably Josh made the fewest. Um, Bashar with that limp under yeah. the gun is bad. Yeah, it's That bad. play is bad. George deciding to check the turn is clearly clearly a mistake. Yeah. And, and the quick shove on the river. He, if he thinks about it and moves in, I mean, it's, it really is all the same, really, but that tell is strong. It is. And uh, unless he knows, unless he's double reversing and he's done it with bluffs, but I don't think he has without knowing anything. He's, come on, he raised nine, five suited plus one. Yeah. It's unlikely. It's unlikely. He's got all this stuff going on. Yeah. All right. Well, that's how Josh lost $6,300. Yes, indeed. Uh, sorry, Josh. Bye-bye, Josh. <laughs> Music is my sunlight, and all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life, and I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. I'm gonna be traveling the globe, we still have time to make it home.